What's going on, everybody? Thanks for checking out this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star review, and I'll shout you out in the next episode. Do you want even more content? Go ahead and follow me on Twitter at KDJTV611, or follow me on Twitch, subscribe to me on YouTube. The handles are the same. It's KDJTV. But without further ado, I know why you guys are here. Let's go play some ball. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast, uh, episode 60-something. I don't know. We're, we're in the 60s. Uh, today, if you're on YouTube, you see that I've got Ray Cheesy right here next to me. Ray, thank you so, so much for taking the time. How you doing? Good, good, man. I appreciate you. This, like I always, I think we talked a little bit off, off camera, but I, I love this, you know, podcast stuff. So thank you very much. I'm looking forward to, you know, discussing some things with you. Yeah, this, this will be fun, guys. If you don't know Ray, um, you don't really watch Twitch much, but if, if you don't watch Ray, uh, he's the BR guy. You know, there are many great BR players in this community. My first ever interview for this podcast a year and a half ago was with Scuffy. Uh, I've had Yayo on, you know, I, I've talked to some folks, but Ray has, as of recording, this is Thursday, November 18th, 27 flawless this year. So it's the flawless guy. I don't know how many possibly have more than that. There might be a handful, but not many. Yeah, I think I, I've counted. I think there's, at least that I know of, I mean, there might be some random people out there that I don't know any about. I think there's there's four people right now that have more than I do, that I know about at least. So mm-hmm. try and trying to get up there at some point. We'll see, though. That's crazy. Um, so, guys, <laughs> really, really quick um, update or uh, housekeeping type of thing. I'm recording, like I said, on Thursday, November 18th. These come out on Tuesdays. Tomorrow, as in Friday, is my birthday stream. So I'm just going to say now, before it's happened, it went great. Thank you guys so much for being there. Had a great time. Uh, played some MLB, MLB, excuse me, played some Pokemon, did the whole uh, the whole nine. We had a great time, I think. I hope. I'm assuming. Ha- happy early birthday, by the way. I didn't even know Thank that. You. So happy early birthday. Thank you. Yeah, the big 2-9. Uh, two oh, 2-9. Yeah. I just turned 26 this year, so. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, once you get after like 25, you're like, oh, everything's different now. Dude, when I when I hit 23, so that's like when I got out of college, my just, you know, just die bomb from there. So <laughs> yeah, once, once you wake up at 25 years old, you're like, I am best at my best a quarter of the way through my life. What, what have yeah. I accomplished? What have I done? And you get those aches and stuff, too. It's like, yep. man, I like I shouldn't feel this old, but I do. And it's not good. <laughs> I feel that. Uh, also, guys, as far as updates go um, on you, this is the first YouTube uh, episode I've recorded since moving into my new place. So this is our new setup. You know, subject to change here and there. We're still working on some stuff. We're going to see how this goes. Um, but this is it. So come see it more often on Twitch, twitch.tv slash KDJTV. Uh, before we talk a ton about BR, because that is obviously a chunk of or a bulk of what this episode is going to be, um, it'd be silly for us not to talk about Finest. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is the day before the TA5 drop. So we've yet to see everything. But they've hit us with what we expected were secret one and secret two the choice packs are here and some of these cards are insane i mean the card art makes them all look insane but some of like boba shet is gross mm-hmm. austin riley's nasty charlie morton might low-key actually be a top five to eight starter in the game but what are your thoughts on uh, on finest so far yeah i mean you know you come into it and you always know they're going to juice finest cards a lot. and you know this year yeah. i think it's even more than last year i mean it's i think yeah, just to re- just last year, I think it was Freddie Freeman had 
like some disgusting splits last year. And like Terrible. this year, it looks like because what Jesse Winker came out, they gave him like 89 contact versus lefties and like one over a hundred power versus lefties. And obviously he sucked against lefties this year. Yeah. So I just pulled him up. He's 98, 105 against lefties. Yes. And that is far better than he deserves. 100%. But I'm yeah. cool with that. Like I love when they do stuff like this. Finest has always been a really cool thing. Uh, Walker Bueller is another one that was, that was a, a great mm-hmm. ad and Carlos Correa today too. Yes. Uh, I think he almost has like 99 fielding too. So it's. Yeah. They uh, gave of, him. Yeah. Once you P five him, once you P four him, he's got 99. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they they always outdo themselves, and just seeing these guys compared, you know, the actual collection guys, and you know, all the guys are going to come out tomorrow. I I can't even imagine what Tatis is going to be. I, he's going to have one twenty five power. He's probably going to have one twenty con, maybe even one twenty contact. You know, feelings of being insane. Juan Soto. I mean, they're going to be insane. So I'm I'm really looking forward to tomorrow, and I think it's going to be probably the biggest content day I think we've ever had. Nobody show history. So I think so. Plus we have those collections coming tomorrow. So guys exactly. in, in the next episode that I record after this, obviously we'll talk a little bit more about collections and things like that. Um, but quick uh, talking about juicing cards. I'm not going to shit on Frank Schwindel, <laughs> but the man played 60 games. I don't even know how many games he played. The dude has basically max hitting at P2 against th- in, in three of the four major hitting categories. And sure, he's like, you know, useless in the field. But mm-hmm. if they're juicing Frank Schwindel, I can't wait to see Juan Soto. Yeah. I yeah. I, I actually, I saw, I actually did like a little thing before TA5 came out with my predictions. I actually had Frank Schwindel there. And I think he played in 56 games. I think there overall he played 56 yeah. games. And if I remember right, either his power or I think it's power and his contact versus right is almost maxed out. I think it's righties or it's lefties. It's contact right, power left. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, so right yeah. there. And like, I mean, obviously he had a good year. Like, don't get me wrong, but that's, I mean, it's going to be insane. Like we talked about how these other cards are going to turn out and, uh, you know, m- some mini Babe Ruth, mini Mickey Mantles, <laughs> you know, we're going to see a lot of these good cards. So, yeah, I like what they did um, in the past. I think they've been a little more like reliant on what team the person played for. So what I mean by that is mm-hmm. like, you basically had to play most of your games with that team, but we've yeah. got a Schwindel who I actually thought they'd give Wilson Contreras a card. And I know he was just okay, but he's mm-hmm. like the last remaining cub. So I thought yeah. they'd juice us with, with a Wilson Contreras, but they gave Starling Marte in 99. And I know mm-hmm. he was incredible with the A's, but that was yeah. a mid season pickup and they still gave it to him. So I like that. I yeah. also think they had to, cause of TA three TA three gave us so many nasty cards. They couldn't repeat a ton of them. Yeah, TA3, I mean, at the time, it was amazing. Don't get me wrong. I love TA3, but looking back on it now, I think it was a little bit too much, a little bit too much, especially Jake DeGrom, you know. Too much, too fast. Yeah, it was a little bit too much. And, I mean, obviously, these cards are being insane. Those cards are good. So, it's going to be – it's just going to be an awesome way to see TA5 and see Team Affinity Affinity kind of kind of go out and everything. And while we're talking about so many cards, you know, I think everyone can agree – Gameplay aside, because that could be a whole separate, very long tangent. <laughs> the, the content this year, in terms of what they're giving us, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like we mentioned, the order of how they give it to us is probably, it needs a little work. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, why are they giving us an irrelevant 99 Al K line in this event in November? We could have used him in May. Yeah. Beside the point. But what comes with all the content, and especially all the 99s, is that really hits you in BR. Mm-hmm. Because there are now almost you'll you're never going to have the same team in br mm-hmm. ever 
Yeah. Whether it's head to head or even like yourself, you'll never ever draft yourself an identical team because there's so many cards. Mm-hmm. And they did that as well with, you know, now we have silver and gold flashbacks of some of our guys who we should have had in the past and never did. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people were calling for that and asking for that. Mm-hmm. But my point of this entire tangent here is, do you find that it, it, there is such thing as too many cards for BR or do you kind of like it how spicy and different it is every single time? Uh, to me, the more content, the better, right? I mean, it's always nice to have these cards that are insane that, you know, mm-hmm. usually would never get a card like they do, you know, obviously with the finest and everything. And um, I, I, I actually like it. I, I don't mind it at all. I mean, there's the more to choose from. There's more swings to, you know, to, you know, analyze, There's you know, because there's certain swings that are better than others and, yep. and stuff like that. Um, I think one thing we missed last year were these flashback cards that now we have this year with the silvers, you know, and, and the golds that you were talking about earlier. And that was something we missed a lot last year. For some reason, I don't know why they didn't do those last year. That was really weird. Um, but adding those cards and obviously all the other content we have, player of the month, all that stuff, man, it's to me, I love it. I, I always try to find a new card maybe within each run that I would never, ever use, but they end up being somebody really good. And uh, that, that to me is probably one of the, one of the funnest things. Mm-hmm. And before guys, we're going to talk a lot about the positives of BR, some keys to BR. I mean, after all, 27-time BR flawless, two-time BR flawless, so 29 combined flawless. I should have just said 29 combined and not actually given the breakdown, but like 29 combined, I think we might have at least one tip for you. Um, Exactly. Ray probably more than myself. Um, (laughs) But before we talk about the positives, you know, everything in this game can be improved, and that's that's not just for this game. That's for basically any game. There's Mm -hmm. always things to improve on, and BR, for the most part, hasn't changed much over the past couple of years. I know they gave us the extra diamond rounds mm-hmm. this time. They gave us the missions with those cards. That doesn't really fundamentally change the mode. It does mm-hmm. change maybe strategy, but it doesn't change the mode. Um, are there some, some downfalls to BR? Are there some things that you personally would like to see fixed or like if you had your say, you would just be like, this is what it should be. Yeah, um, you know, for me playing it as much as I have, you know, I, I've been playing Diamond Dynasty consistently, religiously since it came out. I think in 2013 might have been the first. I think year it was it came th- out. 13 or 14, maybe. Yeah, something 13 or 14. Range. Yeah, and I think they actually introduced BR in and will be the show 16, maybe maybe 15. I don't know if it was 15 or 16, but it has changed a little bit since then. You know, the stamina now that we have, because mm-hmm. back in I think they changed that in 19, stamina actually you know, made a difference in, in battle royale or just in general within the game. Cause you can throw the same picture every single game if you want yeah. to. That's just how it yeah. used to be. Um, and the three batter minimum rule is another thing that they added. And uh, the runner on second mm-hmm. runner on second BR is like the worst thing ever. Terrible. That's it's, it's so stupid. I think they've already nixed that for next year. So, you know, hopefully we never had that again. I think that was mm-hmm. more of a, you know, COVID 2020 season. It just kind of carried over a little bit. Um so that definitely next year needs to be gone. That was probably the worst thing they could have added in there. Because it, it uh, is literally, in BR especially, it's a guaranteed run. If it's, exactly, if it's yeah. all-star or lower difficulty, it's a guaranteed run. It's hard not to score it. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, that's one thing that I think that a lot of people didn't like. Even mm-hmm. even within the game, even Diamond Dynasty 2 or like ranked season, I don't think people really love that either. Mm-mm. But it's, it's how the MLB did it, so whatever. You know, that's how it goes. Um, one thing I would love, and, and we, I think we talked about this a little bit um, with some, I've talked about with some other people was 
you know, difficulty changes or having these different tiered BR, you know, if you go into a hall of fame BR, you can get these different tiered rewards or, you know, if they ever do like a legend BR, I mean, I know it'd be super crazy and whatnot, but all-star to me is, um, you know, I play it the most and I think it's the most RNG to the competitiveness of, of each game mode that we have. Cause nothing, you know, is below that, you know, there's no veteran rookie mm-hmm. unless you're really low on ranked seasons, which, you know, you could be, uh, but I would love to see a hall of fame BR and, and, and the show 18, they did it for like, I don't know if it was a couple of weeks or a month or something like that. And I think the, I think there's a lot of positive feedback with it. Now, granted 18 was a horrendous game. Probably yeah, very the worst. Horrendous. Yeah. I think it was probably the worst MLB the show game we've ever had with content and, you know, just gameplay and whatnot. But I would love to see a Hall of Fame and maybe different tiered lists or different tiered rewards. If you try to go for a higher difficulty, that you can get these, you know, these crazy rewards. Um, I did love the um, the BR program that they added. That I I do love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think it kind of took away a little bit of the value from going twelve and zero. But you know, the big thing last year, we had all these cards like you Chipper Jones. Get, yeah. you, you couldn't get them, so yeah. I know why they did it, and it totally makes sense. And I'm not not against it whatsoever. Um, so I, I actually did really like that as an ad. I think that was a really, really positive thing for people to get those rewards. And that was a huge problem last year. So I think that was a, was a, was a really big thing there. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, I, I just love BR. This is the game mode that I play the most, uh, legend by far this year is, I think has been the hardest legend we've ever it's, had. It's impossible. I mean, I, I started making world series for the first time in last year's game. Cause that's when mm-hmm. I made the switch from TV to monitor and became like oh, a yeah. real and it'll be the show player. Right, um, right. And even then, like the second I made World Series, I was like, mission accomplished. I'm not touching legend. Yeah. But now that you can match up with a legend person to get into World Series much easier mm-hmm. when you're on like the cusp of getting to 900, yeah. it's so not fun. It's not fun mm-hmm. at all. And I, I like guys like Chev, guys like any of like the like really young competitive guys that are always in these qualifiers and these tournaments and things like scans always on legend. I don't know how they stay sane. Like, I really don't know how they do it because it's uh, it would destroy me. Yeah, it's you know I I consider myself a pretty competitive person, but the, I I've and I've always made World Series. You know, I've always done that. But this year, Legend just man, it's just different. It's a different animal. They made it so much harder. And watching these uh, these tournaments, like you said, it's insane seeing these guys put up you know you know ten plus runs on it's each nuts. side. Yeah, it, it's, nuts. it's it's unreal and and. I don't know. It's, it's, it's cool for them to see that. I'll never get to that point. I, I used to be way more competitive back in, you know, 19. I, I was actually, I won some money in ESL before, so mm-hmm. I've actually done, you know, pretty well in those, but I don't think I have that anymore in me. And it's, <laughs> it's insane to see what those guys do. Yeah. I couldn't, especially, you know, it's, it's legend and then it's outlier plus legend and it's mm-hmm. pinpoint plus outlier plus legend. It all compounds on itself and it makes it almost impossible. Yeah, it's uh, I, I think it, it's a nice skill gap. I like, don't get me wrong, but I, I do think with I, just the way that rank season is structured, it's it's always been the same. And I, I really love to see some different variety there or maybe even boost up legend to a thousand. I know that was a that was a big topic a while ago. So we'll see if they change anything. I hope they do a little bit, but, you know, mm-hmm. we'll have to see what happens next year. Yeah, I mean on the spirit of changes, we're going to talk about more BR changes because I have a couple ideas, too. But yeah, talking absolutely. about rank seasons changes first. Rank seasons, Achev has said this a million times, it's not a true competitive mode because there are rewards. You yeah. play to get the reward and you can be done. Mm-hmm. What they, sh- In my opinion, what they should do, you have your same 900 scale. If you make it to 900, boom, your World Series, Hall of Fame difficulty only, you mm-hmm. get the reward. They should yeah. have a separate mode that's entirely on Legend. 
all the time from the first game you play to the last game you play. And it's just about your ranking. There's no rewards. There's no nothing. It's just a ranked scale. That's it. Yeah. That's actually, yeah, I like that. I mean, I, it, it, I don't know. I mean, it's ranked seasons have been stale for a couple of, I mean, ever since honestly, it honestly, ever since it was introduced, I think back in 16 or 17, making world series meant a little bit more. It was a lot harder to do back Mm -hmm. then. They've made it obviously a lot easier with, you know, the adding of Xbox and, and whatnot. Uh, but, you know, weekend league is another thing that's been thrown around for years, too, that we love to see. Mm-hmm. And I think that would, you know, give another competitive environment. And, you know, just along with ranked seasons, I don't think there's another game mode online competitively that you can actually have a created player on. Oh, I hate know. that, too. Yeah, I that's, hate that so much. It, it, it makes zero sense to me. You know, caps to me, they're way they're way been wave drawn out. I mean, they, you know, back in the day you know, it's fun and cool, but now with all these like weird releases, these glitchy things you can do, it just, I don't know. I hate creative players. I hope that they get rid of them in the near future. When they were like, Oh, you can, this was years ago too. I'm not even saying right now, but years ago they were like, Oh, you can create yourself in the game and then play Uh alongside Mike Trout or play. But now that they have the rights to so many different legends and next year, now that they've got all this Xbox money in the bank, they're going to have even more legends. I don't want to see myself next to Mike Trout. I want to see Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, and Ken Griffey in the outfield. I don't like I that's, that's what I want. Yeah, I hate it just it just takes away from the game in my opinion and you know, you have all these guys that we want to use and all these guys that we're just kind of wasting rights on too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to be using guys like that. Now, I get it maybe in the beginning of the game because, you know, everybody's trying to have that competitive edge to a degree, but at this point in the year if you're a creative player, I mean, I, I don't know. It just seems a little cheesy to me, but you, I mean, anybody can do what they want to. I don't I don't care, but oh, yeah. Yeah, no judgments. Just uh, thankfully, I have not seen as many cap pitchers as Mm -hmm. I thought I would. They've mostly been like catchers or some second baseman, things like that. Yeah, I I think I've faced maybe one or two. I granted, I don't, I maybe played 100 ranked season games this entire year. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe one or two times. And one of the time I actually got a friendly for it. So that was awesome. And one time the dude brought him in when I was already winning. So I guess, I don't know, it wasn't that bad, but I couldn't imagine facing it all the time. No, I'd hate it. Um, Going back to, to switching some BR stuff around. The two ideas I had. So I I think there's a problem. This is across all game modes that are competitive online with the, the rating scale. And I don't mean oh, like yeah. your rank seasons rating. I mean like your <clears throat> modded rating, how you match up the matchup system. Yeah. BR, a true battle royale should just be, if I'm 1-0, my next game is against a 1-0. If I'm 2-0, my next game is against a 2-0, like a, like a, a ladder mm-hmm. system. That means when you're playing your 12-win game, it's against another person going for their 12-win game. Yeah. That is like a true do or die playoff type of feeling. I know people who lose that game would probably be pissed beyond belief that they spent all <laughs> that time to lose. But like, yeah, I, I feel like that sets you up for a true flawless game. Like, you know, I don't I don't know if I'm off base on that. You play more than I do. So, yeah, no, I think actually I don't mind that. I, I really thought about it that way. I, it's it's actually really funny because when you get to about it's about like. 8-0 and 9-0. and Those are always the toughest, toughest games, in mm-hmm. my opinion, because once you get above that, the, the rating skill goes all the, way. all the way. And what I mean all the way, it goes from 0 to 2,500 and plus, which means yeah. you can literally match up with anybody. Yeah. doesn't the matter. The guy who first picked up a game exactly. or the person who's like nuts out of his mind. Yeah. Yeah. And so I say, like, once I get to 9-0, and about that time, it's, it's kind of like a chillax a little bit because, like, you got through the, the gauntlet a little bit. And, you know, even today, so I, I actually went 11 and 0 today. And of course I lost, choked my 12 and 0 because that's Man, what I've been doing lately. And the dude, I think was like, he had a losing record. 
you know, he didn't look like he played a lot, but you know, he ended up beating me. So congrats to him. Uh, but yeah, I shouldn't be playing that dude in my Lebanon game. I mean, no, that's it's 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 not fair. And uh, and I'm sure when he saw my banner, he's like, Oh, what the heck? Why am I playing this dude in, in my game? So yeah, I wouldn't mind that. That that would make it a lot more competitive. And granted, at this time of the year, not as many people are playing, so it is harder to find games. Um, but you know, like when the when the game first comes out, it's so much easier to find games. It, it kind of does work better that way but um i wouldn't mind what you're saying too i that's not a bad idea at all and another so i thought about this and then literally as you're talking i'm thinking about my own idea more that i'm about to present and i'm like oh Mm -hmm. that won't work unless it's different but basically what i'm babbling about like a moron is what if you had maybe like a like a not a separate mode but a separate section of br where you can queue into a 64 person bracket okay and you're playing towards the end of the bracket, like a normal NCAA tournament type of style. Right. The caveat being like, okay, you only have 15 minutes to queue into your next game. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's a it's a forfeit and the person moves on. This way to right. keep it moving. Yeah. 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 Um, I feel like that might be kind of cool because then you're actually playing the people progressing in the same direction as you. Uh, yeah. I just I don't know how that would work. Yeah. No. That's. I mean, you know, it's actually funny you say that because. I know Scuffy has ran tournaments like that, right? Yep. Where it's like they've done March Madness. I think it's March Madness Invitational. They've done mm-hmm. it some years in the past. I don't know if they've done it now. And Scuffy's um, a very smart guy. So Exactly right. And shout out to Scuffy because he – I don't know why SCS has had hired him yet. Hopefully <laughs> at some point they do Yes. because um, he has a great, great ideas. And I actually like that. That's actually a really good idea too is having some sort of tournament atmosphere within BR. I think that would be really fun actually. That's actually a – that's a really good idea. I haven't, and maybe, maybe that's the way that. to – maybe that's the way to be like, okay, this is a Hall of Fame. This is a Hall yeah. of Fame bracket. That's yeah. it. You have All-Stars, your normal run, and then your bracket's something a little more difficult. Yeah, I like that. Another, It's an, an, it introduced another game mode, right? Where I think we're all wanting another game mode. You know, mm-hmm. we have bad Battle Royale and ranked seasons and events if you play events too. Uh, it would be it'd be cool to introduce that just like we can leak it, you know, like we said yeah. earlier. I, I like that idea, actually. That's actually a really good idea. Mm-hmm. On the subject of events, now that you bring it up, uh, this is just oh. me complaining because all I've been doing on Twitter is complaining about it the last, like, 48 hours. Hall of Fame events – can go away. And the <laughs> fact that they gave us two in a row with the worst rewards of the year when finest is dropping and this event goes through the 23rd. Yeah. What are you doing guys? What's happening? I don't yeah. play events to be upset. I play events to hit a bunch of home runs and have slugfests against people. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I have played one of the, I played one event this year with that Jason or Jason Dominguez, ever say his name. That's that, really that cards nuts. Yeah, that's yeah. really the only one I really played. And that was the, the might have been the first first event or second event. It was one of the really, really early events. I think it was at Polo. Was yeah, it was, Polo yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Yep. It was locked at Polo. That's the only event I really played. Other than that, man, events, they just don't mean anything. And, and when I say that, back in the day when you got when you actually got 12 wins in events, you got a, a, an event specific award. Mm-hmm. They don't do that anymore. I, I don't know why they went away from that. It's it's kind of weird. Um, you know, they've obviously added on to adding packs and all the stuff to it. Um, but to me, events has just been super stale and I just go and buy, you know, I, I go 12, no quite a bit. So I just go buy the rewards anyway. Yeah. You've so, got the stubs for it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to sit there and play 60 games for a card. I'm never going to use mm-hmm. it. Just, I don't know. It's events have kind of always been, uh, just like a placeholder for something for people to do, which I, I think is cool how they've been able to like, you know, player lock stadiums. And I think it's stuff that they're trying to get to more, um, competitive wise in, in, in the future, mm-hmm. but it just, 
I don't know. There's, there's really no, I don't know. I just don't like playing events. I, I, it's never been my thing, I guess. Yeah. And like, so for this event, it's hall of fame awards and prime cards. If you're going to give me a hall of fame event, let me use whatever cards I want because yeah. like, so the 15 win reward is prime Noah Syndergaard. I'm only yep. playing to get that one for my collection mm. tomorrow because prime right. is probably going to be one of the harder ones to do. Exactly. That awards Al line. I'll let other people get it and I'll buy it from them. I'm not playing all the way through that. That's, that's frustrating. This has been a terrible event. I hate it. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. Like I said, I just don't play events anymore. I, like I said, I played one event, maybe next year they change it, but I think if they added a little bit more of a 12 and 0 reward for, I think it would be a little bit mm-hmm. better in my opinion, just like how they used to have it. Uh, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's a place for them to try things. That's what I like about events. It's that's a fair. place for them that's to, fair. you know, for, yeah. to, you know, we have quick counts sometimes and stuff like that. It's a place to try things. And I think that's kind of the placeholder it has is, is doing that. Um, but I, I just have never really loved it. So I stay I will, away from events. Yeah. Last year, I think they had the worst event ever conceived. It was at maybe like sportsman's park or no, it was, uh, what's that one with like 800 foot deep walls and they're all brick and they're tall. It's where Clemente uh, had to do a lot of his moments. Oh, Forbes, Forbes, Forbes. Field. sorry. So yeah. thank you. Yes, yep. It was at yep. Forbes. It was hall of fame. It was contact prominent hitters only like power under 50 and it mm-hmm. was for peewee reese like guys that's the worst thing ever conceived <laughs> why would you ever torture us with that <laughs> I, and actually, they did. I, don't even, I don't even remember that to be honest with you i probably would just i, I didn't like play every, i was like fuck it i'm out of here i'm not doing it i was just say every event that ever comes out i just over i i, I didn't even know al Kaline was even added until today i looked at it i'm like yo where did this card come from i don't I know where i've seen this yeah and I was like, oh, everyone's like, oh, it was from an event. I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to worry yeah. about that. So. I never really grinded events until this year. I would play events just to get the reward card and stop. But now mm-hmm. with the, with the parallel system, which is incredible and I love it, it yes. gives you much more incentive to grind through stuff like events, because not only are you getting wins and rewards, you're making your players better. Yeah. I think in last year, that's when it kind of started too, because you had prestige, prestige right? Yeah. And that's what, that's what events ended up being. It was just press, you know, prestige boosting that's what people would just do honestly mm-hmm. um i think in, in in 18 was the most i played the event and if you remember in 18 they had the phil necro relief pitcher mm-hmm. and that was before i was like really in the community and i really like understood what i was doing and i would throw that man almost all the time <laughs> and i do now looking back i'm like and dude, pe- people are definitely do? like i hate this motherfucker yes. very cheesy who the hell is this guy oh 1000 <laughs> dude i like i turned off my message because i guaranteed that i got i would have got killed yeah. there and rightfully so i just I just did it because I don't know. I just wanted to win. And that's like back in 18, it, it mattered a little bit more in events, you know, like we said with the you get specific event rewards, if you mm-hmm. go 12 and 0. Um, and that's like the last time I really grinded events. I, I, I don't really play anymore, obviously. So again, it's a placeholder for something that they can always change. I, I it's something to do at some points, but to me, I just stay away from it. Also weird. I have weird things that pop into my head. Sometimes we're, we're talking about going 12 and 0 in events and BR and, we usually end around the 12th inning program. Why are we going to 12 in all these MLB things, SDS? Can we just go to nine and like extend <laughs> them or something? Like, I don't know. Like, it's a nine inning game. What are we doing with 12? I don't know. You know what's crazy is back in MLB show 60. I, don't, I mean, I don't know how long exactly you played MLB show or, or whatnot. Yeah, I, I played pretty religiously through 15 and took a couple years off and came back. Okay, so in 16, I don't know. I don't know if you know, that's but that's the one I didn't play. Yeah. Yeah. Battle Royale was actually 20 wins in a row. That's so ridiculous. you had to go 20 and 0. I would kill myself. That's all. Yeah, which I, I never did. I got the 20. So I got the 20 wins one time 
that's after I lost and it, I didn't get the, you know, the floss reward. Mm-hmm. That was insane. That back then was nuts. I don't know why they came over the 20, you know, I don't know where that came from. Someone but, was like, let's torture the whole community. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's when crazy. they had like Louis Tiant too. Like he was the rewards. So, like if you mm-hmm. got him, like you were, I mean, you could spam every game back then too. So like rank seasons, you know, you had the guys that went 20 and oh, they would spam Louis Tiant with the, with a knuckleball and he had a decent mm-hmm. fastball too. So, I mean, it's 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 gotten better over the years, but still, there's a lot of things they can uh, they can work on. Yeah. All right, guys. So I think we're going to take the ad break a little early in this episode because we got a really hefty back half with all the you know, we're going to give some BR tips. Like I said, maybe talk about best budget BR players or budget isn't the right word, but like bronze guys you can use silvers you can really use um, and just kind of we're going to kind of go from there. So very first, we're going to hear from, I gotta, you're going to hear my paper shuffle right now, professional podcaster, uh, <laughs> Thrive Fantasy. As always, Thrive Fantasy is great. It's the best daily fantasy sports app because it's based around player props. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research like other DFS apps because it only asks you about the top tier athletes in a respective sport. To play, uh, well, you can't play MLG games anymore. That season's over. To play NFL, NBA, and whatever else, esports on Thrive Fantasy, Choose five out of the 10 player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on how likely it is to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points possible and you could win a share of the prize pool. If you're looking to play games and make a little bit of extra cash, use promo code the show the pod, promo code the show the pod when you sign up for Thrive Fantasy today and you'll receive an instant $20 bonus on your very first deposit of $20 or more. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or the Play Store or by going online to thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. Next ad, a little controversial because Ray is a G Fuel guy. <laughs> That's fine. Rogue Energy is real good too. Uh, Rogue Energy, what I like is that it completely dissolves in water. I've had problems in the past with some other uh, energy powders that maybe don't dissolve all the way. But uh, Rogue Energy tastes great. They have flavors that are a little bit different from G Fuel. So if you want to try something just completely different, give it a shot. Um, if you use coupon code KDJTV, you get 10% off your entire order. Uh, they have the energy formula. They have the hydration formula. That's the one I like the most. Uh, they also have a shake. Something a little bit different. Um, no, Like I said, no chalky texture. Dissolves completely. Tastes amazing. And uh, affordable if you use coupon code KDJTV. So Rogue Energy is the world's most delicious gaming drink. People on YouTube, that's literally what it says right at the bottom. I typed it. I didn't make it up. Um, All right. So BR, the keys. I I feel like everybody's got their own strategy. Most strategies overlap. You know, I think as a community, we've basically learned for the most part that our starting pitchers don't matter. (laughs) Of course, we could pivot and make changes as the draft goes on. Um. Also redrafting. If you don't like your team redraft, if you had the stuff, you don't have to keep playing. But basically like if you were to give three above all the keys to BR, it could be drafting. It could be gameplay. It could be pitcher strategy. Like what are we talking here? What are you, what are your big like tent pole things? Yeah. So um, one of the biggest things obviously is, um, you know, pitching, pitching is a huge thing in the game, right? Mm -hmm. Biggest thing that I always, and this is, this has helped me personally is starting pitchers, I always, if I can get both the commons there, you know, if you get lucky enough to get them there and then go with the bronze cards. Now, there are some outliers where you have some silvers or maybe even some golds. Very few golds you want to take as a starting pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously depends on the draft and where you are too, you know, when you're drafting and stuff. Um, you know, Aaron Savale, Dustin May, 
some really, really good silver cards to actually use. Taiwan very, Walker, very you might be able to throw into that mix. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You throw them in there too. There, there are a lot of guys like that. Um, bronze cards, you have like Jeff Samarja. Um, Joe Nathan's a pretty good one now they just came out with. Um, Marco, Marco, Marco Gonzalez was another yep. one I actually just used Love today. Mike yeah, Leak is in there. Mike Leak. Yeah. And those guys, if you're getting a bronze pick, try to take those guys because they will, you can actually use them. I, I probably wouldn't try to use them a ton, but if you're on the lower tiered games, you can actually try to use those guys. Um, you know, if you, if you get stuck with the gold, you can maybe stick with a Chris Bassett, some guys like that. Biggest thing is a sinker cutter mix. That's mm-hmm. usually what you want, you know, mm-hmm. for pitching. And then obviously when we get to the bullpen, then silvers and golds, I never, I always tell people this, do not take diamond pitchers. I think diamond pitchers to me are, are a waste because now we have four diamond um, draft picks, right? So why would I want to waste a diamond reliever that I could use for one game out of maybe three? Maybe you can go back to back if you, if you, if you want to, when I can be using a diamond hitter, you know, every game, every single time. So I always tell people that I'm going to interrupt you real quick. No, you're good. My very first, I agree with you wholeheartedly. 100%. I'm not disagreeing. Mm -hmm. My very first flawless was 99 Kenley and 99 or 96 Raleigh fingers. And they shut shit down every game. I alternated one, two, one, two, one, two. I -hmm. must've faced really bad hitters that whole run, but it worked. I never felt more comfortable pitching in BR. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My second flawless. I was like, now we're just going to take all hitters. Right. And it's, it's different. I'm not saying it's the only way to do it. I I just think in in the experience that I've had, especially with how much you can foul a ball off and how tired it makes your pitcher. So just think, I mean, you have a diamond pitcher. They're already coming in. Usually like for whatever reason, when you throw like two pitches, they're already in the yellow. Yeah. So I mean, they're already, yeah, they're already tired. So then I go in and I foul off 10 pitches in that bat. They're getting close to the red. And it's like, why did I use this guy when I could have had a diamond hitter there instead? Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I always tell my viewers and a lot of people come back saying, yeah, man, it's helped me out a ton. So, so thank you. Um, some of the silver and bronze. Now you can definitely get bronze guys in the bullpen. And I think a lot of people don't know about that because there are a lot of bronze guys that are very usable. Um, someone like Sam Coonrod, a mm-hmm. singer cutter guy throws very hard. Aaron Bummer, Jake Diekman, uh, Lou Trevino, Adam Adovino, Matt Andreese, Ryan Thompson. Chaz you know, Rowe is one of my favorites. Chaz too. Rowe, yes. There's yeah. there's so many lower-tiered guys that people, I think, glance over because they never, they maybe never used them, never heard of them, mm-hmm. but they're very good picks, and they're guys you can definitely use, you know, silver-wise. It used to be Blake Trine. Now, Blake Trine's obviously a gold. To me, he's the best reliever in the game. I don't know why. At least in BR, he just, he translates really well. It's it's mm-hmm. tough to hit off of him. Um, he's my first P5 guy, actually. Um, really? Got him, yeah, Live got him, series, Blake Trine? Yeah, live series Blake wow. Trinan. I got him number two. I wasn't even trying to. All the guys that have P5, especially my BR drafts now, I, I have done it just by playing BR. It's not me going out of my way to do it. Um, so he was a really free, he was a sore for pretty much the entire year. Uh, you know, lefty lefty relievers come in at premium. So you always if you can get a lefty reliever, always try to take them. You know, Chris Sale, Zach Britton, um, the silver rolls Chapman, like those cards are must haves. If you ever see them in a draft, please take them because they will. Is help there you a number of lefties you look for on that? Like, so my, I always feel comfortable with three in the bullpen and I hope mm-hmm. to God, I have an extra one or two in the rotation just in case. Yeah. I usually try to get four. I mean, if I, four, I, okay. I at least three, I, I'm not doing, I'm, there are very, very few rums that I'll even do it to. 
That's if you get two, oh, I, I'll redraft if it's two. Yeah, I'm out. yeah, I, yeah. I've had maybe like two 12 0 runs this year with two lefties. It's just you know it doesn't work out very well. If you're gonna get four, I think that's a little bit ideal, especially if you get like a bronze like Aaron Loop was another guy I, mm-hmm. I missed too. Um, that you can get in there as well. You know, it, it's I, like I say, lefty relievers coming at a premium. You don't see them as much as righties because obviously there aren't as many lefty guys you know mm-hmm. in, in the MLB right now. Um, so pitching to me is I think one of the I think it's probably the biggest thing because. If you don't get good pitching, you're not going to compete with anybody. It's just that's just how it is. Especially if you're playing against somebody that knows what they're doing and know how to play the game. They're going to, if you draft a freaking um, uh, James Karenchenk, right? Two pitches, fastball, and a curveball. The two pitch guys never draft. They, if you're playing against somebody that knows how to play the game, I promise you they are going to destroy every one of those guys. Cause yep. I mean, you got Edwin Diaz is another one. You know, these guys have the fast, fastball, curveballs are the worst. If you can get it, Fastball sliders are not good either, but they're better than fastball curveballs. You know, it's a little bit harder to read, but still. Um, so those always stay away from those guys. You sinker cutter. That's, you know, it's how it's been to the meta the entire year. Um, another thing too, and I think people get caught up in this is they try to draft cards that look really good attribute wise, but they might not be good with. Mm. And so when I say that, like, say you come up with, um, I don't know. We can talk about Al Kaline, right? I don't yeah. know much about him, but like he's got a shit swing every year. So we're just going to operate under the assumption that again, he has a shit swing. Exactly. Right. But yeah. his attributes are, right, are really good. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's got really good attributes, but I would rather have uh, an, an Alberto Montesi. I think Alberto Montesi is the best BR pick because his swing is amazing. Um, he's my second P5 guy, by the way. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing, amazing hitter. Um, I, and, and people don't know us either, but you can literally play him anywhere. You can play him in the outfield. It doesn't matter. He'll yep. he'll play anywhere. And his attributes get, don't matter. Yeah, right. And the, he will get a little bit of a hit there, but I think he still has like 70 fielding. But the thing is, he's got 99 speed, right? So it kind of makes up for that little bit that you get right there. Um, and so I think people's eyes get big when they see these really, you know, these hefty guys. But it really only matters about their swing and, um, you know, your approach with them. So like Montesi, I love, I love like Alberto Montesi, um, Freddie Galvis, uh, Mike Moustakis, like those guys – have amazing swings. Their, their attributes are pretty good, but like I would rather have a Mike Moustakis over, uh, I don't know, another high diamond lefty that I'm, that I'm not good with just because their swing is really good. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people get lost in that and they draft players because they look really good, but they actually aren't good at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another big thing. I mean, just draft people that you're comfortable with, that you know you're good with because, you know, attributes do matter to a degree, but that swing and that, that power they generate with the swing is almost even better than that. Um, so those are like the two, like really big things I look for in, in battle Royale. And then I've really helped me out, you know, throughout the entire year, helped me go 27 you know, yeah. fast runs when you're looking at like the diamond hitters. So obviously that very first round you get is an all 99 round. I think at this mm-hmm. point, it actually is truly an all 99 round. Yeah. Cause when it first dropped, there were still yep. some 97s, 98s in there. Yep. Yep. That you just take the hitter you're most comfortable with. Exactly. Whoever yep. it is, if it's Babe Ruth, if it's Lou Gehrig, doesn't matter what position you take the player. Right. As you get later on, are there dime or are there positions that you would recommend not taking a diamond in? Because like, so for example, I don't know if it's the same this year, but last year there was a diamond Gary Sanchez and obviously live series Gary Sanchez. I've heard people say, don't draft the diamond one. You'll probably get the silver one and it'll hit basically the same for you. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if those things go through your head, but is that something you can maybe explain a little bit? Yeah, there's actually, I mean, when I draft, there's a lot of things that go through my head. Um, <laughs> So <clears throat> one thing kind of kind of to 
piggyback a little bit off what you say. Like a position I always like to leave open is left field because left field, the low diamond is probably one of the best picks you can have. And that, uh, you know, Jesse Winker, one of those cards right there that is really, really good. Um, uh, you have Brad Miller is another good one too. You know, they're really low tier, but those guys play so far above their attributes. It's such like a, I don't know. It, 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 the pick goes way above what their actual rating is or what, you know, their attributes show. Um, you know, when, when I'm drafting too, knowing that, you know, first base doesn't really matter as much, right. Yeah. You know, you can, you can almost plug anybody at first base and be successful there. Uh, you know, Evan, Evan Encarnacion has that silver card just as good as his diamond card, his gold card, all the cards that he has. So, you know, just knowing that, um, you know, again, a guy that plays way above his attributes as well, in, in my opinion, contacts a little bit low. So, you know, if you're not good at the piece, side, might not be, might not be amazing there. Um, third base. Now that Alberto Montes is always there. I try to keep it open for a silver round because most likely probably you'll get probably him. get him. Yep. Mike Moustakis as well is another one there. Um, shortstop got Freddie Galvis. Like I said, now he's uh, you know, now that he's a silver there, I just, I, I, I know positions that I want the guys that I want, like, Mustakis, like I just said, those guys, mm-hmm. I try to keep them open because I know, you know, more often than not, you'll probably get them. At least hopefully you'll, you'll get them. Um, you know, catcher to me is another kind of a premium position too. Cause you don't want to get stuck with like a terrible catcher. Not that it really matters. Defense and catcher doesn't really matter that much, but mm-hmm. like a Wellington Castillo, your mean Mercedes, those guys are just as good as those diamond guys. Like a Mike Piazza, you know, it's, yeah. I would rather have, I'd rather have a, a silver Wellington Castillo than a, than a 99 Mike Piazza in my opinion. And unless I'm drafting Gary Sanchez, let's use him as an example again. Most of the time I'm hitting my catcher probably last, and I just Mm -hmm. need them to hit singles. It'd be great if they hit home runs, but just keep the line moving. That's like, I like that flashback Tyler Flowers. I don't know if I'm in the majority of the minority, but I really like that card. Um, Tops now like Andrew Knapp, switch hitter, decent enough swing. You can hide him behind a lefty, so he's got the platoon advantage. Mm -hmm. You don't always have to... You know, it's a, it's a power-driven mode, so I'm not going to say disregard yeah. power, but at positions like that, just take the swing, even if it's low contact. Just get someone that you're comfortable with is really all it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they're like, we've been over this too. There's so many cards that play way above it. Oh, I just so, re- yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just recently found out Robo Garcia as one that's... Oh, I like, love that uh, card. Yeah, you know, love it's funny. It. I, I never took him because I was like, you know, his attributes aren't that great. And that's, I mean, you know, I wasn't even taking my own advice there, but I saw Scuffy... You know, I saw him tweet like three or four times in Robles in his in his batting lineup. I'm like, you know, maybe I'll give him a shot. I'm batting above 600 with him, and this is with like 40 or 50 at bats. Like mm-hmm. he he has this leg swing. Like I don't, his swing is beautiful. It's like he's got this like nice leg kick, and just the way that the the ball like the the swing comes through, it just mm-hmm. it just it makes so much power. I I don't know. It, it's it's crazy. He might not have the best attributes, but again, a dude that plays way over you know what he has and. Another thing too, I've, I've got to mention is I, I like to try to get good fielding, a good fielding center fielder and mm-hmm. a good fielding shortstop. Because if you have a really bad fielding center fielder, it, it's just you're going to be runs screwed, in bad right? shape. Yeah, it's in yeah. Bad shape. yeah, you're going to miss, and especially this year, you miss balls out there. And like if you're not running that down, that's going to be a double or a triple that you know maybe you could have gotten to if you had you know say you know Mickey Mantle or somebody out there just as an example. Um, so those I really need a good good center fielder is, is a really big thing that I look forward to, um, you know, at least fielding wise. And obviously you want to have have good hitting attributes as well. So and we mentioned when it comes to redrafting, you need to at least you have to have more than two lefties. So you'll mm-hmm. just redraft if you have two lefties. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of mentioned all these things here as far as like things I need, things I want, things I like. But at what point 
in your head are you like, I have to redraft this team? Like, what are some of the indicators for you where you're just like, it's not worth playing this run. Let's carry on. And, and by the way, before you answer, Ramon, I don't know how many more times to ask, buddy. We need a redraft button. Yes. Dude. I'm done hitting X a million times, <laughs> slamming it to get to the end of the thing. Just give me like an R1 redraft or something, please. Thank you. Yeah, there's like a forfeit, like an L1, you know, like the forfeit where you can do like in events. I think you do like an yes. L1 and, and forfeit it. Um, just to, to, just before I started that, I've probably spent three, four million subs of redrafting this year. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I need to have the team that I, that I know I'm going to be successful with. And to me, the most important rounds are the silver rounds because those are the cards you can get that either are going to be really helpful or really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I see a silver round, let's say that I still have a position player open and I still have, um, you know, I still have pitching open. I see a silver round like uh, Bednar from, from the Pirates, uh, um, Harold Ramirez from the – Miami Marlins, freaking, you know, those, those duddy got Miguel Rojas, you know, like all those Carlos guys right Carrasco there. Carrasco pitcher or something. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah and exactly. Right. Yeah. It's like, I know that this, that, that, that this round is our, this round cannot make my whole entire team. So what's the point of me keep going to there. Now there are some very seldom times, you know, where I'll just go ahead and take a starting pitcher there because the, the, the position player is not going to help me out. The pitcher sucks. I'm not going to take an Austin Adams who has a fastball and a slider. Mm-hmm. You know, he might have good per nines, but fastball slide, you're playing against somebody good. They're going to pick that up. Sometimes I do trash that as a starting pitch round, which I absolutely hate, but that's like the last little thing there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think if I know that I have a, a, you know, one, one or two silver rounds that are not great, I'm going to, I'm going to just reach after because I know those are so important. I, I think the silver rounds are, I are the most important in my opinion. Now, if you don't get a good 99 to start with either, that's just an automatic redraft. You know, if I get like a Pee Wee Reese or not, I don't know if Pee Wee Reese has a 99. Luis uh, Aparicio, maybe? Does he have a high? Uh, Aparicio has like a 97. 97, yeah. yeah. But, you know, there's there's those 99s that suck, you know, that we mm-hmm. just know that, you know, obviously you're going to get a starting pitcher. And if you get lucky, you might get three position players, but sometimes you do get a reliever there too. So right after the rip, if I know that I don't like the 99 there, I'm not going to try to do the team. because Like like if it's like Minnie Minoso and Joe Morgan. Yeah. Joe Morgan, yeah. let low-key, is kind yeah. of okay. But even yeah. still, those are not the guys you want. No. And like, if you know, if I get like, a, you know, a Frank Thomas, a Mickey Mantle, you know, Cody Bellinger, those guys I'm going to I'm gonna use. You know, mm-hmm. Spencer Torkelson actually ended up being pretty good for me in one run. Like those are automatic. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll at least start this run. But then, you know, if you get a bad, another, like the bad, like, um, it's not the not the second um, uh, diamond round because usually the second diamond round is pretty decent. You don't get two crappy cards, mm-hmm. but the third diamond round you can get stuck with like I got stuck with like Nolan Arenado. Um, uh, who was it say? There's another like low like ninety. It's like I don't really want to use these. Like they're not that great. You know, yeah. it's 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 not a great round. Not saying Nolan Arenado is not good, but you know that there's that that low tier diamond round that you get to that I think is a really big cursor you know showing what your team could be like mm-hmm. um so you know silver rounds are always the most important in my opinion besides the first 99 round um and if you just don't have a good round there then I'm just rejaffing automatically yeah sometimes that second diamond round um is essentially a number another 99 piece. yeah so yeah. I had a my draft is one of the biggest disappointments of my life I lost at the eight no game mm-hmm. I had Babe Ruth and Ooh. And TA3 Trey Turner. Yeah, that's what see. Yeah, Trey Turner is one of the best picks as an idea. And I'm like, oh my God, what a team this is. I don't even care what the rest <laughs> of it. I mean, the offense came came together. The mm-hmm. pitching was just 
not enough. And like you said, pitching is the most important thing. So yeah, I just, I couldn't take it home, but I, I wanted so badly to just put up 10 runs a game with that team. It was incredible. Yeah. One of the best, my, my favorites are you get that good 99 and you get a Mike Chow as a second high oh, diamond. Yeah. Cause yeah. he's, he plays so above. He, he pretty much is. I know everybody wants this live or this collection, Mike Trout or whatever, the MVP Mike Trout. I don't think we need I, it. I mean, it's, it'll be cool, right? It's pretty much the same thing though. P5 Mike Trout live series is almost identical to what it would be. Obviously it'll be a little bit better, but I mean, it's the same card essentially. So, I mean, that's, I think you get Mike Trout on that second round is probably the best pick, but Trey Turner, Cedric Mullins, you know, those guys are, are really good as well. My last question about draft strategy is mm-hmm. you mentioned the goals. You like to get them as many as you can in the bullpen, like trying mm-hmm. and um, other names that exist. Like there are plenty of other guys, but yep. I feel like gold rounds are inconveniently placed within the draft. And I know the draft is kind of all randomized most of the time, mm-hmm. but sometimes I feel like I get stuck with three gold starting pitchers and like a, like a gold Jimmy Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. And like all those cards are useless. So how do you like make sure you don't ruin your gold rounds? Yeah, that's it's it's easier said than done. You know what I mean? Just like mm-hmm. you said, it, it's random. Now, um, I, I've never found anybody to know that they can dictate each round. I, I don't know if that if people actually do know that or they know how to do that. Um, you know, gold rounds, I do like hitting using as hitters as well. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is right away. You're going to get a 99, right? Every single time after that. You know, it, it you'll get a lot of browns, a lot of bronze rounds too. So whenever you get bronze rounds, just don't. Dra- I know there's a lot. A lot of people like to like. Oh, I like really like this bronze card, but just take the starting pitcher. Like that's to me, it's probably the best thing to do. I it'll think mess up the um, algorithm of the draft otherwise. Exactly right, yeah. and so that's why I always, even if I love somebody, man, like like today, I think I had Yoel Moncada on one of them, mm. and I love using. Him. I have a P four right, and I love using him, but I knew I still needed four starting pitchers. So like. I run I into that a ton with Ed, of silver. Yeah. If I see Edwin Rios, my eyes light up. I'm like, oh my yeah. God, it's Edwin. But you have to try your best to move on. Yeah. You have to let those guys go. It's very hard. Like Christian Yelich is another one too. Like he, at, he even though his attributes are terrible now, dude still bops. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. still batting close to 500 with him. You know, hopefully you get lucky and they come a little bit later in the draft. But right away, you're trying to get that starting pitching out of the way because that's the biggest thing. You don't want to get stuck with somebody good there. Like you said, you know, you get, a, you get a gold round that, you know, you get three starting pitchers in that end up being a dud for you at the redrafted anyway. So always, always, always try to get those starting pitchers out of the way right away. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to gold hitters, if you want to just rattle off a couple of your favorites, like your Don for me is a must draft. Oh yeah. Cody um, Bellinger. Now that he's back to gold. Yes. Like, who are some of those guys for you? Uh, Kbert Ruiz. Probably. Oh, yeah. so I think to me, yeah, I think he's the best gold. I think he's overall the best gold that you can get. I mean, he's he, so, so, so good. You know, switch hitter. I haven't met, I think I haven't met P4 now. Um, he's, he's just amazing. He's, he's one of the, one of the best guys to get there. Um, it used to be Jesse, Jesse Wing used to be a really good one, but now that it's like lefty attributes are not very good Completely anymore. I don't really like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jonathan VR, the, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a second half, if I remember right. I think it and, is. Yeah, yeah, that card plays way above his attributes. If I see that card, I'm like, damn. I'm mm-hmm. like, we're about to do something here. Um, oh, it's talking about, I'm trying to think about some more that I, I like the, the flashback Sano. Oh, yeah. Yep. Gold. I mean, Sano you can, yes. you could probably yep. do just as well with the bronze Sano, but mm-hmm. the, I mean, the gold Sano, your contact yes. will just be higher. Yes. Um, Corey Seager, another one I, I just, yep. I don't know. He, his attributes are a little bit lower now against righties, but still has that really, really good swing. Um, I'm trying to think about. Uh, any more that I can think about in the outfield. 
I have like a whole list. I'd have to like look at again, but I mean, there, there are a lot of just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of guys that play way above their attributes. I know it's, we talked about that a lot now, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I still think the silver round is the most important in my opinion. Um, as long as you get somebody good there, then, then you're good to go. I love that. Like with BR, there's like this romanticism of like, <laughs> suddenly Jonathan VR is everybody's favorite player in real mm-hmm. life. Like yeah. Freddie, like, you know, Scuffy's the biggest Freddie Galvis fan probably in the world. And it's just like, yeah. just because he bops in BR and now he's your, your, you know, your favorite player. I think that's cool. Yeah. There's a, um, draft deck Mark. Um, he, geez, what was the dude's name? Jabari blast. Jabari mm-hmm. blast is what it was. Yes. He was a, and, a Padres guy. I think uh, he got traded to the Yankees at one point too, but I think he's I think a Padres he was, guy and the angels. I think it was the angels at one point as Maybe. well. And I, I think that's where he started. Like his, like, he's like, damn, I love Jabari blast. Like that ended up being like an actual relationship. Like they know each other. He's been in videos with him and that's stuff. Cool. So yeah. yeah, it's, it's like a really, you, you start to like, you see these cards like, and like, Granted, I didn't know who Caber Ruiz was before this year. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know much about prospects. I'm not going to lie. Um, so it's, it's really cool to see like, you know, these guys that you might not ever know about, but I know him now. And now it's like, I'm going to draft this man. Like I've seen Scuffy, you know, he gets Teoscar Hernandez freaking jerseys. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and, and it's really cool to use these cards. And that's what I love about BR. I think above everything else is diversity, right? Rank seasons to it. It's a lot better than it has been in years past with using different cards, but yep. you're always facing a 99 BR man. It is anything in everybody. And that, that's what I love about it. You can use bronze cards and still be successful. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love about BR. And on the flip side of that, going into ranked a little bit, I think everybody in the world who plays this game hates DeGrom and Edward Cabrera. <laughs> and like, it sucks for Edward Cabrera. I hope he has a great career, but like, I yeah. don't, I don't like him. I'm done with him. That's it. Yeah, I think it was really cool though when uh, it was. I think MLB tweeted about like how like it was it was a broadcast and they showed like how he was really good at MLB the show like Eric Cabrera like when he came yeah. up. I thought that was really cool, but yes, that's like uh you know Jacob Degrom, Eric Cabrera, those guys like damn man, I I don't care about these guys anymore. I've seen them way too much. There does seem to be, by the way, more symmetry between MLB and mm-hmm. its Twitter accounts with MLB the show this year. It feels like they've made yeah. like a real conscious effort to weave that in. Yeah, they uh I don't know if you've noticed, but they have like an MLB gaming Twitter yep. too. And they're awesome. And, they're on top of their stuff. Yes. And I think that was I, I think that started this year. I, I don't I don't remember seeing the past. I, I'm not positive. I think it, it just became a little more prevalent this year. Yeah, I, I feel like it's existed before, but it was pretty okay. quiet. Yeah, but I think that they've like now that they have what? I don't know. If I look at how many people they have on their, you know, how many followers they have now. So they have 30,000 followers, mm-hmm. right? Like that's and that's big for MLB. If I look at MLB the show's Twitter really quick. So many they have. So they have 410. Obviously, that's a lot more. But, you know, having something that kind of puts them together, like you said, mm-hmm. I think is a really big thing. And um, if I remember right, I think it was before last year or something like that, um, freaking Ron, Rob Manfred talked about how they wanted to get like the esports and stuff like that. So, you know, hearing that from a, a commissioner of the sport, I mean, that's pretty cool. Now, whenever we get to that point, we'll see. Yeah. Because uh, obviously, MLB show is way far behind um, Madden, 2K, FIFA, um, NHL, all of it's way super far behind. Mm-hmm. And I hope that, you know, some point they can get that league going for them as well. Yeah. It's also shocking to hear Rob Manford say a good thing because yeah. he's an absolute moron, uh, but Hey, I mean, yeah. more power to him. Maybe he can redeem himself. <laughs> right. Um, so guys, we've spent this whole episode talking about virtual baseball and I hope it's been helpful because VR can be very frustrating up until this year. It's been very frustrating for me. And let's be honest, still very frustrating, yeah. but at least I've, I've, 
hit the mountaintop. I've, I've gotten there. And it's, <laughs> listen, if, if you're struggling in BR or you feel like you're just about to get it, keep plugging at it because going 12 and 0 was, that was the last thing I needed to accomplish. And it'll be the show. I made world mm-hmm. series. I did this. I did that. Feels so good to get there, but, yes. but, but we're going to talk about real life stuff now. Raise pirate stand. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, stop trading with Tampa. Just yeah. stop. Don't, yeah. don't talk to them anymore. Yeah. yeah. You know, but you guys who listen to the show know I always like to, like to ask the content creators which cards for their favorite teams MLB The Show does not have right now. Pirates got big hits this year with Jason Bay and Roberto Clemente. Probably even some other all-time team guys that are just kind of escaping me, but clearly those are the mm-hmm. two guys. Yeah. Is there anybody left? Like, who, who do you still want? You know, it's so, it's so funny because Roberto Clemente is actually my, my favorite player of all time. So to get him into this game, and like the reason I have 21 in my name and the reason I wore throughout my baseball career was because of Roberto Clemente. So if you would have asked me for this year, obviously it would have been Roberto Clemente because he, I don't know, he's just a great player. He's a great human being. Mm-hmm. Jason Bay was another one. So they got like two, honestly, the two of my, the guys that I wanted the most were those two. Yeah. Um, Brian Giles, another one. He had some really, really good mm-hmm. years um, with the Pirates. Um, Doc Ellis, we had a Doc Ellis LSD. I mean, Doc I think, yeah, a little milestone I, card. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I don't know if he, I don't know if he threw a no hitter or what. I don't know. I forget what exactly. Wasn't he, he did, the one who threw it? The no hitter. I think it was no hitter, right? Yeah, else? or was it Jr. Yeah. Richard might have done it. I think it was. Yeah, I'm pretty it sure it might have Doc been Doc Ellis. Ellis. I think yeah, it was Doc I'm pretty Ellis. sure. Yeah, it was Doc Ellis. Yeah. So you know, Doc Ellis LSD no no card. You know, they can make that mm-hmm. real retro. I think it'd be cool. Um, you know, Honus Wagner for a long time was another one that I really wanted, um, but they really got the two big guys that I want. I mean, Roberto Clemente and, and Jason Bay. Those are the guys, obviously, I wasn't alive when Roberto Clemente was you know, mm-hmm. prevalent, but Jason Bay, when I was growing up, was one of my favorite players, too. Um, so I would say those two, obviously, and then you throw in Brian Giles and maybe a little Doc Ellis in there wouldn't be too bad either. <laughs> I mean, I feel like MLB or SDS, rather, does a very good job of representing pretty much all teams. Like, if we're talking all-time team builds, most of the time, the teams are pretty fleshed out. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the yeah. Pirates pitching staff looks like. That's probably the weak point, if I had to guess. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, this year now with they, you know, they've added so many new cards now too, especially with tops now and stuff like that. But I don't think they, I, to be honest, I'll tell you, I don't know if there's really anybody besides like a Garrett Cole that would or be like, like you to put Charlie Morton on it now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Charlie Morton as well. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Like they, legends wise. I don't, I mean, pirates, legend pitchers, Doc Ellison, maybe like, I don't know who else there is really. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think there really is anybody. To be honest with you, now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, there's probably plenty of guys who had like, three or four year spurts, but I don't know if we'd consider yeah. them all time. Great pitchers. I know. I mean, goose gosh is with him. I think for like a, a half of a season yeah. or a year, maybe. Yeah. Starting pitcher wise. I don't think there's really anybody that I can think of as a legend. So, I mean, it'd be cool that they, I mean, granted there haven't really been too many crazy starting pitchers for the pirates either besides, you know, Gary Cole for a little bit, but yeah, I mean, starting pitching, I think is always the the hard thing for them. And in, in the years past too, before they added Honus Wagner, in 19, I think it was. Or I think it was 19 because that was yeah, the was, collection. Yeah. Yeah. And I, they, I mean, the all time power seems are terrible. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, they're getting a little bit better now, especially the tops now that they added with that stuff. You know, it makes it so much easier for those cards too. So I think, so looking at a team like the Pirates and mentioning the pitching staff, mm-hmm. this is like a good way to balance content, but also the rights they're paying for. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know if we have him this year, but last year we randomly had Steve Bedrosian. Oh, a yeah. right-handed Braves reliever who was yeah. like an 82 overall and was literally hot garbage. Instead, mm-hmm. 
let's take that money and like let's get Damaso Marte's rights, who's yeah. at least a lefty reliever. Right. He might have a little bit of utility. He was also a Yankee, so I'm impartial. <laughs> but you know, it's like we can mix and match, I think, a little better instead of giving us Steve Bedrosian, instead of giving us, I mean, Luis Aparicio, great guy. I don't think any of us yeah, really, other that's... than Adam, who <laughs> loves to rake with Aparicio, I don't think anybody yeah. else wants his cards. Yeah, they uh you know, Robert Roberts is another guy that popped in my head too. Oh, yeah. They had they had yeah. last year, I think they had like one of his cards and they didn't give him one above like an 89. I or he had a gold card or something like that. But it's like those cards are, you know, at least our generation don't care about. I don't think there's very many people above our generation that play this game. Mm-hmm. So cards like that, you know, people don't really, I, I could care less about Robin Roberts, Eno yeah. Slaughter, freaking. Um, I like Ozzy Smith just because I feel like Ozzy Smith is actually like a great. He sucks at hitting, but like, I don't know. He's like part of our, not part of our time, but he's definitely a more relevant figure than like, he Eno bridges Slaughter. that gap. I think. Yeah, a little bit. yeah. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, he's not too old a player, but. He obviously isn't good either, but um, I don't know. I think that they, they, you know, I've always, I've always questioned their legends and when they drop them and stuff like that with, with some guys, you know, Pedro Martinez is is a huge, huge get this year, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody wanted Pedro Martinez, probably the most underwhelming card I think ever. Who I, I I think I've, so I've played close to 200 ranked games. Mm-hmm. which I know there are people who've played triple that amount. So I'm not going to pretend that's a lot, yeah. but in like 200 rank games, I think I've faced him three times. Yeah. And like, that's a guy who should be in your rotation. If you get his rights, he should be above else, probably one of the best pitchers in the game. And that's what everybody thought he was going to be. And he should have, I mean, he still should be. I mean, it, they, sometimes when they, when they do cards, I just don't understand. Um, they're, they're attribute wise. while they do them some, you know, while they do that, it, and especially now that you have these tops now cards that are better, like better than Pedro mm-hmm. Martinez, which I'm not against tops now cards. I like that because it gives like these people that would never have a car like that ever, you know, in the game to give them something to, to use. Yeah. But Pedro Martinez is undoubtedly one of the best pitchers ever. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he has one Oh, whatever it is on a one Oh four, one Oh three hits per nine, one Oh two, whatever it is. It pretty much makes him useless. It, yeah. It's it's really sad. I've talked about this before and I think it was on an episode by myself. So it probably sounded like I was rambling like a village (laughs) idiot, but one of the inherent larger problems with MLB, the show and its content is balancing the difference between a career card like Pedro Mm -hmm. Martinez or a segment of his career into a card versus a one season or one game card. Yeah. Yeah. Tops. Now one game we're given guys one twenty power and contact against one side because of one game and that yeah. card automatically has more utility than a card that I don't know, over the course of a career just couldn't even stack. I, I don't know. There, there's yeah. gotta be a better way to figure out the balance. I'm not the guy who's going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I just think there needs to be more thinking. Yeah. I in no hitter cards, right? Yep. No hitter card. Didn't go up a hit. Why is there hits per nine? Not one twenty mm-hmm. I'm not saying it should be, but you know, with how they show it, that's, I mean, that's what it should be. Right. You don't give a hit. There's your hits for nine should be 125. And I think it's a really cool ad. The milestone cards are really, really cool. Don't get me wrong. I think it was amazing that they added that. But the no hitter cards were not great. They, they, and they also broke the game a little bit. Yes. Because the hits per nine are so, whether they're 125 or not, they're so yeah. high. Yeah. That with Outlier, with Legend, with Pinpoint, you're now giving yes. us like my whole rotation. It's DeGrom and then no hitter, no hitter, perfect yeah. game, no hitter. Yeah. You have to do it that way. 
Yeah, and that's and it, it with with Pittsburgh and I meaning so much this year, and it, it always it's always meant a lot. I don't know if they um, if they do something next year about that, they make it less op or what they could do about that. Make maybe make K's you know a thing, you know, get rid of the outer PCI so that you don't give up a foul ball where nothing's touching the ball. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I'm not a game developer or whatnot. Um, but the the no hitter cards, I think were. They're a cool concept, just like Immortals. Immortals were a really cool concept, but they ended up being terrible for the game. Yeah, they didn't um, hit it the right way. Yeah. No. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it just, I don't know. I, I, I do like that they're doing content with different varieties. You know, second half was a really cool thing they added as well. So, uh, you know, hopefully they they continue adding stuff like that. But no hitter cards are not were not great in my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. So. Guys, we've had Ray on for probably about an hour right now. I think this has been a lot of fun. Talked a lot of BR, talked a lot of stuff in general. Um, some of these will be clipped on the TikTok. Not the most prolific TikToker, but, you know, we're trying. <laughs> when we have opportunities to make some content, we're going to do that. Uh, so, guys, make sure you look out for that stuff. Um, again, thank you for what I'm assuming is a fun birthday stream. Uh, just to hang out with whether it's five of you, 10 of you, 20 of you, doesn't matter. I'm having a great time. I appreciate you guys watching me be an idiot. Um, but before we go, Ray, where can everybody find you? And uh, other than BR, what are they looking for when they're watching your streams? Yeah. Um, so my name is Ray Cheesy21 on everything besides Instagram. The only thing is I have to put a little little dash at the end. For some reason, somebody has my name on Instagram. Bastard. And literally don't yeah. have a post, have one follower, and I can't get it. So, <laughs> you know, boo them, whatever. Um, you know, when you come to a stream, I, I, I'm pretty competitive, but it's just chill atmosphere. I I don't really get frustrated. I, I personally, I, I just don't custom my stream either. Not that that matters either way, because, you know, people do whatever they want to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm kid friendly, I guess, to a degree. Um, but yeah, I just like chill. I mean, I have, I read all my chats. I'm not one of those people that never look at their chat. I interact with everybody in there. Even if they're acting stupid, I'll still interact with them. Um, You're a better man than I am. <laughs> you know, I just, I try to make everybody included, but you know, sometimes you have to go, go away from some people, but yeah, yeah I mean, it's just a chill atmosphere. I, I think if you'd ask most people, they would just say, we chill, we have a good time. We have good conversation. It's something random every day. Usually revolves around food to a degree. <laughs> I don't know why everybody loves talking about food. Everybody has opinions about food. So it's a really good thing to talk about on stream. Um, but yeah, other than that, man, we just chill and, and just have a good time. Cool. So guys, this has been the show, the podcast with 27 time and probably more by the time you're listening to this <laughs> flawless Ray cheesy guys. Thank you so much for being here, Ray. Thank you so much for being here. And uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>